0: Welcome to How To Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. New year, new
1: you. The world says it's time for resolutions, but should we even care? As you begin to consider what's in store for 2018, we take a look at the lives we are living and the story we will tell.
0: On the podcast today, we discuss how your life is a narrative. Where have you been? Where are you going? And who is helping you get there? Join us as we ring in the new year by considering the story of your life. You won't want to miss it. So stay right here. Don't know when you'll be back again? No, I do. Okay. Yeah. Where January are you going?
1: 6th. You're going with me. I know. <laughs> I mean, where are you going?
0: SLS focuses conference in Chicago, Illinois.
1: And we're going to freeze. Because it's like four degrees there all the time.
0: It's not going to be cold inside, Lisa.
1: That's true. It won't be any better than, what was it, San Antonio last year?
0: Yeah. It was, was like so four cold. degrees. Yeah. But it'll be great. I'm excited.
1: I am too. Yes. So if you are headed to Celeste, you might even be in like a bus, a stinky bus right now, headed to Celeste, listening to this.
0: It to be a stinky bus. It can't just be a regular bus.
1: There are no regular buses. All buses are stinky. Okay. Yes. When you put like your entire Newman Center on a bus.
0: It's going to smell. It smells. Yeah.
1: It's okay. Own it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If you're going to be there, we will be there. Kevin's giving multiple talks. I can't even name them all.
0: I don't know if I can either.
1: Mm. And I'm coming to sign books and hang out. (laughs) That's about it.
0: It'll be really fun.
1: Yes, I will not be speaking at SLS. Kevin will be speaking at SLS. We will both be there. So if you're a podcast listener, we'd love to see you if you're coming to SLS, which you just might be.
0: Say hello. We'd Mm -hmm. love it.
1: And SLS is Focus is Student Leadership Summit, in case you're wondering what we're talking about.
0: It doesn't stand for that anymore, Lisa. Oh. It's just SLS.
1: It's just SLS, but it doesn't mean anything? <laughs> That's
0: right, because we're focused, when we can do things like that. It's just SLS. That's what it used to stand for, but not anymore.
1: That is very special marketing. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, moving on. Point of today. Today, happy new year. Mm.
0: Mm. 2018.
1: Get it. Time flies. Still having a hard time comprehending that it's 2018. I remember when it was 2000. We ch- partied like I it was 1999. hmm I hope you partied like it was 1999, but like Holy partied like it was 1999 last night. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to give a prediction. <laughs> My prediction is... We're recording this before New Year's Eve, so spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> so we can talk in both the past and future <laughs> at right. the same time. We can say things like, Happy <laughs> New Year. And then we can also say things like, I'm going to predict something for when New Year's comes. And it can uh-huh. be totally fine. That's totally normal. Lisa, continue. All right, fine. Let's just be this, honest. It's this this before pa- Christmas. This time paradigm. <laughs>
1: it's not, even, it's not even Christmas yet. We're recording Type of have a
0: back to future scenario you're living out over there.
1: It's true. By the time you actually listen to this, we will actually already be on the jet plane. This episode will go live. I don't know where
0: to fit myself into this time continuum, but continue. It's
1: like back to the future-esque. I don't know what's going on. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Um, It's a new year, and uh, (laughs) we just wrapped up. Here we go. I'm back. I can do this. We just wrapped up our How to Salvation History series, which... Y'all, we got more comments and questions and emails and shout outs and whatever from you all about this series than anything else we've done on the podcast. And it was exciting and awesome.
0: Hey, note to all of yourselves, we love comments. It really helps us know what's working, what's helpful. So thank you for all those who reached out to us. That was awesome to know, especially in a three-part series, how much you enjoyed it.
1: Yes, that was fantastic. So one question I thought we would throw out, it was a listener question that we got an email from Melissa. And I thought we should quickly address it because it's a question that some of you might have. And if you didn't listen to the Salvation History series because you were like, oh, the Bible, I already know the Bible, I don't need to listen to it, Uh, maybe this will get you excited about the idea of it because these are the kinds of questions that came out from our series here. So Melissa wanted to know, she said, I'm curious if you know why the Jews have not built a temple since their old one was destroyed. So we spent a lot of time on the series talking about the significance of the temple what that meant in the Old Covenant, how that changes and transforms in the New Covenant. The temple is no longer a physical place, but we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the temple. There's also the temple of heaven where we will all one day, uh, you know, it's kind of obviously heaven, the different, you know, it's not, it's not the temple as we imagine it, of course. But the Jews who are still Jews don't have a temple currently. Kevin, would you like to address that question quickly for everybody? Because it's an interesting answer.
0: Yeah, so the Jews, of course, had a temple. Um, They had a couple temples built. And the one in Jesus' day was built by Herod. And that temple, um, Jesus predicted that within a generation that that temple would be destroyed. And within a generation, because he's Jesus, the temple was destroyed in 70 AD by the Romans. They did a siege on Jerusalem they surrounded it. They starved out the city, and then they basically took off every single stone from that temple. And right now, still re, uh, has what we call the wailing wall. So it's kind of the uh, the bottom part of the, like the retaining wall for the temple. Um, and is the only part that's left. Yes, yeah. and on that uh, like plane uh, where that wall sits is also a spot called the Dome of the Rock, and Muslims believe that is where Muhammad, the prophet, ascended into heaven, and because of that, um, the Jews cannot rebuild their temple. So this idea of rebuilding the temple got more steam after Israel became a country again in 1948, after the Seven-Day War, Eight-Day War, one of those types of war, and actually became a sovereign nation once again. And a lot of Jews came from different parts of Europe and Russia and all over the world to reunite that that country and so um they desperately want to rebuild that temple because it's the center of really their entire religion, entire culture but uh, as you see a lot of those things that happen in the Middle East much more complicated than we get into today but that's a uh, big reason why they don't is because it, it would not it would it would infringe upon the holy site for Muslims.
1: Yes, and the temple has to be built on that spot in order for it to be the legit temple. So That's why they don't have a temple, at least currently, why they don't have a temple. I'm sure there's 2,000 more years of history that we could go through, but that is currently the answer to the question at this time. So there you go.
0: There you go. Well, Lisa, today we're talking how-to story, and I thought you could start off by just giving us some vision for this episode.
1: Yes. So as you know, I just took Salvation History for my class at the Augustine Institute, and at the end of the class— so we went through scripture, all of salvation history, and then at the very end, our last class, we spent a lot of time talking about story and talking about how we are a part of this story of salvation history. We're part of this, what you could call uh, a, meta, a meta-narrative, so this like overarching story that kind of holds all the stories of the world together, and as Christians, we believe in that we belong to this meta-narrative of Christianity through salvation history, and that we are a part of this story. But we live in a time, uh, in a postmodern culture, where mo- postmodern man, which is kind of the ideology that we all get fed day in and day out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: really doesn't believe in the idea of metanarrative, in the idea of us being a part of a story. So, so postmodern man, um, which is more, I guess, the way they describe our class, it's like a movement. It's not really like a set philosophy. Mm-hmm. There's many aspects to what it means to be postmodern. But basically, the idea behind it is that there's really no reality as we know it. There's no, like, we can't really point to anything. Like, this whole world could just be this made-up joke, you know? It could all be, like, men in black or something, right? You know, like, we don't really actually know. We can't actually know is what postmodern man says. Anything. Mm-hmm. We, we actually can't. So, the, there's uh, a huge... Um, Skepticism, relativism, these are all things that stem from postmodernism. And basically it comes down to that life really has no purpose. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing going on here. We can't really comprehend anything. There's no thread, there's no purpose, there's no point. Which is really the opposite of what we believe as Catholic Christians. <laughs> quite the opposite. What we believe is that there is a purpose, that there is something bigger going on, that there is a larger story that we are a part of, that there is a meta-narrative.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, the world often, especially coming off a very like evolutionary philosophy believes, all right, we came from nothing, right? We, we weren't created by God. We're created ultimately somehow through atoms and neurons and some type of evolutionary spark. And then over millions of years and through time and evolutions, we, we came from nothing and now we're here today, but ultimately we're, we're just going towards nothing. Maybe progress, um, vaguely, a postmodern man would say that's actually more enlightenment, but, um modernism sorry but um but yeah we, we have no destination It's kind of where I'm in the here and now and whatever I want is where I'm going not yeah which a leads bigger to, story
1: which leads to extreme hedonism because it's like well then I might as well get as much pleasure out of this world as I can and if you're a good hedonist at least you're saying but I don't want to hurt anybody along the way but really it's just about having fun and having pleasurable experiences and
0: yeah. And and what you're saying, I mean that's the narrative that we're often in taking, right? That there is no story, there is no end goal, there's no heaven that we're working towards. It's just stuff and we just need to get the most out of it. And that's the narrative we're often fed of just be happy, right? This product's going to make you happy, this movie's going to make you happy, this lifestyle's going to make you happy, this identity's going to make you happy. Like all these things are going to make you happy and that's the most important thing is your happiness, nothing else.
1: And happiness is related to this idea of feeling good. Yeah. Like that's the ultimate definition of happy. What's happiness? Yeah. Oh, well it's relative. It's whatever makes you feel good. Yep. It's happy.
0: Totally. And so that's where I think for our Catholic world, we have to realize there's, there's a deeper story. And w- one place I typically go when I talk about our faith on our story is a guy named Alistair McIntyre. McIntyre is a, a retired professor from Notre Dame, just an amazing man. And um, he says this about story, actually, he says this about man. So he's a a Catholic professor. He's thinking about questions of, like, who is man? What is our purpose? McIntyre answers it this way. He says, man is, in his actions and practice, essentially a storytelling animal, right? So if we answer who is man, McIntyre says, like, we're a storytelling animal. We're animals, who tells stories. That's how influential stories are to our life. And so if we take away this idea of story and if we're simply just going after pleasure, like it really takes away the heart of who we we are as human beings.
1: So we thought here at the end of the year as well, now it's the new year. As we begin a new year, this is a great time to really evaluate what is our story the story of our own life, because yes, there's this meta-narrative that we're all a part of. We also have our individual narratives, our individual stories, our lives themselves are a story that fit into this bigger story. So what we're going to do today is we're going to give you kind of three questions to ponder on your story. Three questions to look at when we think about where do we fit in this bigger picture? Where is our life going? Where has it been? Where's it headed? Kind of a way to evaluate... um, this transitional time.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So should I dive in with the first one? I think we should do it. All right. So our first question to ponder, because we are a part of a story, so we should ponder our story, is where have I been?
0: Good. So I think the reason why I think this episode is so important is because of coming off the three-part series for Salvation History. And I think why people are moved by Salvation History is they learn that there's a deeper story to our faith than they never knew. They're a part of something bigger than, that they didn't even realize. And so I think the first thing when we think about where we've been, it's not just when was I born, but it's actually where, where has God's story been throughout all time? And that's what we've been doing through Salvation History. That's kind of the first context for our own story is when I arrive, when I'm born, I'm born into something bigger than just me than just my own story, something much deeper and much longer. And so as we look at salvation history, it's amazing to see where we've been, but also realize that we're a part of that story. We're actually living out salvation history today. And that's the great beauty of the saints that they show us that God still moves. God still continues his story to try to save his people. Even after Jesus, even after scripture closes, that's not the end of the story. The story is lived ultimately through your life and my life as well. So I think that's the first context I think about when I think of the question, where have I been? Is just, I'm living out this larger story that I'm a part of.
1: Yeah. And I think you can also think about it. um, So there's like the kind of macro level. And then on the micro level, you can think about your own life. Like just this Mm -hmm. last year, what was 2017 like for you? Like what, what did that year bring? Um, I think it's always a great time New Year's to reflect and to think and to kind of process what has this last year brought? What has it taught me? What does it mean going um, you know forward with my life? And how have I changed because of what has transpired this past year? And it's no accident that you're born at this time in this place and this culture, because um, God could have brought you your soul into this world at any other time, any other place, any other culture, but for whatever reason he has you here for this reason now. And so thinking great. So what am, what am I doing here now? And what has this last year brought me? Like reflecting on that, I think is, um, a really important thing to do.
0: Yeah. Because I think ultimately our world tells us is a story. You can be anybody you want to be. That's not true. You're a person you're who you are. And that's a part of the gifts God's given you, um, the family that you're born into, some of the traits and, and, and nature that you have. And so when we think about New Year's, we think about, all right, how, you know, New Year, New Year, New You, like who do I want to become? We don't really have to base it off of, of who we've been in some way. Not that we have to simply be who we were in the past, but there's a narrative there that we're living out of, of, okay, I just can't be whoever I want. I'm working off of who I've been in the past. It might've been my mistakes. It might've been my gifts. It might've been my talents. It might've been my history, but like that's the narrative we're working off. What Good or bad, trying to get better from that narrative, but we're working off of that narrative, not just some, hey, I'll, I'll just be anybody who I want to be. So I think it's it's really important that we own our weaknesses. We can own our flaws. We can own who we are and who God's made us and live out of that and try to get better at that. It's a It's the Matthew Kelly best version of yourself not best version of whoever I want to be, I think is really important. I think that's why that context of where have I been is is so important.
1: Great. Okay, so we are going to take a mid-show break here. Something we didn't do very well during the Salvation History series. was just hard to do it.
0: There's too much stuff going on.
1: Too much stuff going on. And give you our Saint quote to live by for today. And it comes from Saint Therese of Lisieux, who we love and we could probably just do Saint Therese quotes to live by. Nonstop. In all honesty. But the quote today is the world is thy ship and not thy home. And I I love this quote. I first of all I love the imagery of it of just mm-hmm. like here we are we're just on this ship on this journey, which really this quote I guess relates more to the episode than maybe a uh, first glance.
0: Mm. Yep.
1: But ultimately our destination and our purpose isn't here. It isn't fully fulfilled here. But it's in our home that comes after, which is in heaven. And there's something that just kind of blows my mind thinking about and contemplating that. And I think that it's something important to remember when we do hit those hard times, hit those challenges, hit those moments when we feel hopeless or when we feel let down by the world and by by maybe our friends or our family. Just remember, you know what? You weren't made for this world. Ultimately, you weren't made for this world anyway. God's mm-hmm. ultimate desire, his ultimate plan for you was to bring you with him into complete union in heaven where you can be with him and, and truly commune with him um, in, a, in a real way.
0: And like you said, I mean, at first we weren't trying to pick, a, usually we try to pick quotes that don't have to do with our theme for that day to try to give just another thought. But I think on this one, you know, that's a, a huge part of a story and the narrative we're living out is what's the end goal? Like, where's our story headed on a very macro scale, you know, and so just to realize that this earth isn't our home is a great thing to think about when we think about our story because we can get so caught up into, oh, here's my job, or did I get a promotion, or did I get that position I wanted or this relationship and all those things are important. They're they're not not important. But they're not our end goal. They're all just things that allow us to pursue holiness to get to our end goal. And um keeping that in mind, the Saints always kept that in mind. um, here on earth that there's just something much bigger that we're after than the stuff right here
1: ready for number
0: two i think so i yeah
1: great okay before we do number two quickly i definitely don't disagree with everything you were saying but i do want to make sure that it's very clear there's a quote that i i use all the time um i'm quoting myself here um (laughs) i use it a lot in talks but uh it's basically just just to remember well yes whatever everything that you were saying i agree with kevin um but just remembering that the past has shaped who you are today, but it doesn't need to define who you will be for the rest of your life. Yep. So it's, it's recognizing that yes, our past shapes us and yes, our past is part of who we are, but it doesn't define us. We don't have to say, well, that's who I am. I can't change. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything about it. Um, there's certain circumstantial things that you cannot change, right? You cannot change who your parents are. That's just biological reality, right? Um, or, or adoptive reality. Um, you know it, but there are certain things um we just don't want to ever uh, define ourselves by our mistakes or by our past mistakes oh yeah i no. realize that yeah yeah
0: But well, we need to work off them and realize sometimes those will be our tendencies or like those will come back later in a different way you know and just to realize like all right like i've got to work from from there but like you said don't let it define us like no way like it doesn't have to be who we are in the future um yeah totally that's great
1: great Okay so number 2 second question <coughs> to ponder on your own story is where am i going?
0: Yeah this is a really hard one i think for a lot of people because at times the, it seems like the answer can be a question mark like we just talked about all right where am i going i, w- I want to go to heaven all right check but in the meantime i think for for a lot of folks it's like i i don't know or i don't feel like i'm in control entirely where I'm going. Like I don't know who I'm gonna marry, or I don't know what job I'm gonna have, or I don't know I, I don't you know, I don't know. And so I think it's an interesting one as we try to think through the story outside of all right, our goal is heaven, our goal is holiness. But where am I going? Hmm, what like I, I guess I'm trying to think through like what what happens when you don't know where you're going or can't tell where you're going, you know? So that's the only thing that kind of like gets me on this question. But I think it's really important to think about, all right, in my, let's get on a little macro or micro level here. I went really macro, big picture, but uh, on a, on a smaller picture, I just think through like, all right, what do I want from this next year? Like in the picture of holiness and the picture of my life, like what are some things that I want to shoot for? How can I improve upon where I've been? How can I take what I've been doing and try to steer it a certain direction? What, um, Yeah, what what goals do I have? And we have uh, a couple podcasts on resolutions as well that I think are really helpful to try to figure out how do I make those resolutions and set up those goals as well.
1: Yeah, we always tend to do our resolutions at the beginning of kind of the calendar year, the secular year. And if you want to get super Catholic nerdy, of course, New Year's Day isn't really significant to us as Catholics. I guess it's the Feast of Mother of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solemnity. So that's exciting. But really our new year would be first Sunday of Advent. That's when the Catholic new year begins. It's true. But we're working at, you know within our culture that we live in too. So um, we always tend to think of January 1st as that time for it's a fresh slate. It's a new start. And it's a great time to set out those resolutions and to spend some time thinking, what are my goals for this year? What am I trying to accomplish I think it's important that we look at it, those questions in the context of a wider story, not just, oh, I just want to do something nice or different this year, but really ultimately what am I going for and base our resolutions around that um, as opposed to something superficial. Not that not that we can't set fun goals like I want to run a 5K. Like Those are great goals to do, yeah, yeah, but to be thinking at an even deeper level. All right, really, where am I going? Like, What am I desiring? Um and I think even more important than that, you know, we talk about discernment, discerning God's will for our life. And not just in the big things, you know, what's my big V vocation going to be, but, um, so meaning marriage or, um.
0: Religious life.
1: Religious life. <laughs> I knew there was another option out there. Um.
0: <laughs> Did you not know until now?
1: Oh my gosh, wait. Uh, no. No. But also like in the little things really discerning through and discernment really is asking the question of not necessarily what do I want, but more importantly, what does God want? Mm. What is it that God wants for my life? What is he calling me to? And that can be a scary thing because we might think, but what if what God wants, isn't what I want? Mm. Like that's a lot of control to give over. Right. But we have to remember that God knows us better than we know ourselves. Yep. And so ultimately he knows what's going to make us happy. And so it's a great, I think, Um, a great thing to do at the beginning of the year as we're looking at this question of, well, where am I going to spend some time in prayer with that question? God, what do you want my resolutions to be? What do you want me to be working towards this year? Like when I look back at the end of 2018 and ask that question, where have I been? Can I point to it and say, this is where I've been. And I felt like God was leading me and God was calling me. And I was headed in that direction on that path because I felt And I discerned and I prayed through and maybe I sought counsel from a spiritual director or talked with a really close friend who knows me well, you know, somebody who helped me discern, yes, this is the path that I'm going to go. This is the direction that I'm going to head as I write this story, as I live my story
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I was—I mean, think about this, this whole theme of telling stories and and where am I going. I often think when we we teach people how to tell stories, we often leave out all the uh, unnecessary details, right? Like, get rid of the things that are tangents, that don't lead to your goal. And I think in the context of laying a story, how do we get rid of some of those things in our life? Like, when we really sit and think down, like, where am I headed? Where do I want to be? How do I get rid of some of the things that prevent me from getting there? Not just trying to set new goals, but also how do I take out things from my life in order to do that as well? I think it's really important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Goals are kind of a both. And it's both adding in and taking out when we're looking at where are we going? Absolutely. Time for number three. Let's do it. Last one. Last question. Who are the characters that are a part of my story and are they helping or hindering me from getting to where I want to be?
0: Yeah, every, every great story has multiple characters, whether it's Star Wars or whether it's Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, Frodo always has Sam, right? Like he has someone who's there pushing him along, that's helping him when things get tough, that helps him, him as a character realize what his goal is and where he's moving and how to get there, right? And so I think it's natural for us to ask the same question of our own lives is, what are the characters in our own story, they're helping us get to where we want to be
1: are they helping us get to where oh <laughs> uh, yes, be? Or, and are they
0: helping again, that go to our last our last point, which was, are there things in your life that are taken away from your goal that are preventing you there are unnecessary details in your story that are taken away from the power of living out that story? We got to really look at our relationships and think is is this actually helping me or not?
1: Mm. yeah, and I think it's so key to consider who's on your squad who's on your team who's on your in your posse i don't know there's a million ways you could say it right i know there's a new cool hip way but i can't remember what it is do you know what that word is
0: no i'm Uh, not even gonna try your tribe that's the word yeah oh your tribe your
1: tribe yeah that's the new one it switches very quickly
0: yep i also think um for for folks out there like oh i want yeah i do want like this tribe if i can be so cool i i do want this tribe one of the best ways i think to do that is t- to be living a story but to have a direct goal like the, the people i see that add friends to their lives are like this is how i want to live and they live in such a way that people are like i want to i want what they have like i want to join their story like i want to be alongside like of a part them that as adventure it. yeah but the people who are like i don't know i just want to like Hang out and not do much and be comfortable. Like, people don't usually want to join that story. Like, they don't attract people. So, I think if you're longing for what we're talking about and having a deeper goal and a, and a more intense story, and then you're like, how do I get characters and friends to come along with me? Tell people about it. Talk to people about it. Here's where I'm headed. This is what I'm doing. That's attractive. And I think that, that that'll just add to it. Mm-hmm. Add yeah. characters to your story.
1: That, and yeah, and it, it deepens those relationships too when your relationships aren't just surfacey, just like buddies, but really getting into each other's lives, getting into each other's ins and outs and, and the warts and all and pushing each other to, to write a story that you can look back on and go, that was amazing. Like what an adventure. Yep. What an adventure. All right, it's time for our how-to challenge.
0: Let's do it. Well, New Year's, uh, the reason why we love this topic around the time of New Year's is the end of the year almost feels like the end of a, a chapter in our own stories that we're closing one uh, part of our book and we're opening up a new part and so I think it's really natural to make resolutions in this time and so um, because of that as we're thinking about our resolutions we really want you to think of them as our how-to challenge to think of them in light of a story not oh I just want to lose weight or I want to be a nicer person or I'm gonna sing in the choir whatever it might be but no you're thinking what is the story that I'm living and how do these resolutions fit into that story? Is it friendships? Is it a particular habit, whether creating a new one or ending an old one? How is that resolution helping me get farther in the story that I think God has me on and wants to lead me on this next year?
1: Great work, Kev. Well, that pretty much wraps us up. I want to remind you of a couple things here. One is in season one, you can find how-to resolutions and how-to habit. Which is really a two-part series on making resolutions that stick, um, and and how do you how do you um, live those resolutions out? And that's more kind of on the practical level, not on the more spiritual level that we're talking about today. But still, I still like making practical resolutions as well. And
0: how to it's still my favorite episode we've ever done. Wow. Yeah, true story. A big statement. It's, I make it easily. I love that episode.
1: That's all they back in season one. So it was like in the early days. One of the first, I don't know, probably six or seven episodes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, last thing we want to remind you about is the upcoming Wallet Win course. We mentioned it last week on the podcast and the link to get $50 off the course um, when it opens. It's not quite open yet, but when it opens, that link will be in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. Uh, you can also sign up for they have a three- Uh, mini course a three um, module I guess or a three part mini course um, which they're calling Financial Fixer Upper because they love Jojo and her husband whose name I can't remember what's his name?
0: Uh, I can't do it right now either apparently
1: (gasps) you know who we're talking about they love them a lot.
0: Chip. Jim. Chip, Chip Gaines. There we go. The JoJo got me off. I couldn't get, get oh. back from JoJo, but once I got, yeah. Darian and Chip mm-hmm. Gaines.
1: Anyways. So you can sign up for that if you want to get a little feel for who they are. Uh, yeah, details in the show notes for that. And then the link for getting $50 off the course if you are wanting to get out of debt. Here's your chance. We want to help support you. So we're uh, throwing in 50 bucks ourselves. All right. That's it for our show today. Thank you for listening in. If you want to connect with us, our email is hello at made to magnifycom or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin R. Cotter, or at Lisa Ann Cotter, that's Ann with no E. As always, if you enjoyed this show, please give it a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions, and tell a friend. It really helps us get the word out about How Too Catholic. We would so very much appreciate it until next week be saints it's worth it